Sweet. We're back. Okay. We're, 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 we're back again. So this is the third time we've recorded episode 40. Yes. <laughs> Which is kind of all my fault. I mean, okay. So the first one, you were in the midst of moving. So there was a mix up on the file and you weren't able to resend it to me. And the last one we had done predictions. And so I guess we decided not to release it because we didn't get it out before wwdc but all our predictions were proved correct yes so no oh yeah totally <laughs> totally yeah as you can see apple all those iphone yeah apple have released the new apple tv with built-in speakers <laughs> yeah and all those new iphone 8 revelations yeah oh yeah some kind of alternate universe okay one thing i'm gonna say to remember for next year this is something that i need to try and remember is Low expectations for the keynote, but high expectations for everything else that trickles out afterwards. Okay. I think because, yeah. yeah, I think that's the best way because I've been excited about all these little small things over the last few days, but, you know, wasn't too impressed by the keynote itself. There was a huge amount to cover, I guess, for them. And we were the same last year, Thomas, because, uh, Baz, you, you you joined us afterwards. You walked in and yeah. us were just despondent. Like, we were like, is this it? I thought, you, I thought you were taking the piss out of me and yeah. then you're going to, like, it, drop something on me. Um, we Eventually, we stayed up until uh, it felt so late for me, but it was probably, like, midnight um, for the, the state of the platform. And uh, mm-hmm. after that, we, we all felt uh, a good bit better. So similar similar feelings this year by the, by the sounds of things. So I was trying to d- explain WWDC to a non-developer uh, today and I kind of said it's like the Oscars in our industry but that's not really a good analogy because Oscars are prizes for stuff that's already happened but I don't know yeah what analogy would you guys give to what WWDC is in terms of how important it is in our year night classes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's what we have to study for the next year and what we might be putting in to our daily job for the next year, potentially. Yeah, I suppose it's like, okay, there's no element of, of awards other than the, the, the did they do the, the awards this year? I'm not sure they did, actually. I don't know, actually, yeah. Because um, I'd normally try and watch that, but I didn't, I didn't see it pop up yet anyway. Um, so I, I suppose there's the keynote, which is primarily for press and not really for developers this is the kind of the the quick hits for the the public and the the bites that they can put into newspapers and you know product reports and you know they announced some new hardware and then the rest of the week is essentially classes mm-hmm. talks workshops with apple staff yeah to get you up to and speed on all the latest and if you're not there they still release all the videos from all those talks then yeah, none of us have ever been there, um, but we have spoken to people who have been there in real life, um, which is about as far as we've gotten. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. It's just a cost, I guess. And I, I believe it's cheaper this year, San, San Jose, they're back in. Um, yeah. So it's a bit cheaper than previous years. Okay, so there was awards Thomas sent us on. Um, yeah. A link, put in the show notes. Oh, Overman's cool. Journey we'll, one. We'll, we'll watch them. At some stage, it's always worth kind of watching the 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 awards. It's funny because a lot of these are featured in the keynote, kind of offhand. Like I mm. saw um, Splitter Critters, and you know I bought that based on the seeing it in the keynote. Um, so yeah, interesting. Be interesting to go and check out all of those 
all of those apps. <laughs> so where do we called. start then? So like we all we watched it together. Um, yeah. It was over two hours long, the, the keynote. Um, and then uh, Platform State of the Union was, I don't know how long it was, but it was definitely, it was an, over an hour anyway. So we've loads to discuss. Mm-hmm. Too much to discuss. We probably shouldn't. <laughs> what, what are you most excited about? Or have you got to try out anything? That was um, I've tried out the multitasking on an iPad. And what did you think? Uh, it's a little bit buggy at the moment in terms of there are some kind of, uh, it's a bit finicky, I guess, at times. Maybe the iPad mini I'm using isn't as powerful, you know, for it at this stage. It might get a better experience than one of the newer iPads. But, um, you know, sometimes it's it's tricky, I guess, figuring out like the floating, the floating uh, app. I couldn't figure out how to work that initially because you have to drag from the top part of it, from the corners. But what I was able to do today was split view two apps. Uh, The second app then was a video app. Uh, Pop that out to a picture-in-picture and at the same time have a floating um, app as well at the same time. So I guess there was four different things on screen. So there's quite a lot you can do with it. And that floating app then is always there to the right of the screen. So you can always swipe it in no matter what space you're in. So I kind of found that pretty cool. Um, I definitely would love to have the iPad, I guess, with all my content on it. Sign in as me with all my apps and all my documents and see really do I want to kind of pick one up? Because this would definitely make me pick one up, I think. Uh, but yeah, the cost. <laughs> so we It's be- interesting because you weren't too interested in them before. I'd always said it needed a new OS. Yeah. And I always wanted a new multitasking OS. And besides torrenting, um, you know, I guess it's it's got pretty much everything. I don't know. Do you guys, because I guess when I guess, I guess I use my macbook a lot i just keep it on my lap when i miss that just what i haven't you know having to use two hands a lot for it and stuff like that holding it up but maybe get a case or something it's pretty it's pretty neat and i think it will get better then i think the drag and drop stuff is pretty cool as well like it made me really want the pro oh definitely i would definitely get the the new 10 and a half inch pro yeah yeah definitely so mm. I guess we have complained on numerous episodes of this podcast how the iPad was being held back by iOS and Apple needed to do something serious for the iPad to help it realize its potential. Like, do you think what they have done is enough or at least sort of it's the start of the so- story for I, I, hopefully it's the start and hopefully they don't just go okay that was good enough i mean it's it's got to be pretty hard what they did what they accomplished it's got to be pretty tricky because there's some crazy interactions you can do in it you know just throwing a load of apps together and selecting multiple apps and opening them and swiping that that was tough enough to do but you know it would be good if they can do more in the future but pretty good step yeah. i think i'm kind of in the case where i like i i haven't tried out anything because i don't have any machines that are work machines um that i can that i can try them on so they're all my main devices so it's mm-hmm. going to be you know it's going to be i'm going to reserve judgment on that until i actually get my hands on an ipad when they you know when ios 11 ships i mean it looks yeah. fine but i think it's the the proof is really going to be in the actual test of productivity as in am i actually productive on this can i write can i do my work on this can i mark up my notes can i you know can i actually do the work that i do normally that requires my laptop on the ipad with or without a keyboard and mm-hmm. take it from there 
it's it's annoying, I guess, going back without 3D Touch. Um, like I put the Narwhal app on it just to see, you know, what Narwhal is like on it. But I'm used to popping and peeking into that a lot. Uh, Twitter, the exact same thing. We're going to Control Center. Um, I want to, you know, peek and pop into some of the extra parts in it. And that's not there. Uh, it's a little bit slower and the feedback isn't there. And I really wish that was in the new iPads. But it's not. <laughs> it's interesting one to see why they're, uh, you know, to see what the decision is. Is it because maybe the iPad is two-handed that it doesn't work as well, or you know, I'm, I'm yeah, just trying yeah. to trying to figure out some reason. Like, I and maybe they can't get that, the, the the motor working in screen that big. You know, doesn't feel as good. Possibly, yeah. So the the iPad seems to be the 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 OS that got the the serious attention this time around um mm. i i'd say ios hasn't seen this much since i was four like um and it's uh it's fantastic like they're they did their their usual though where they, they killed off several companies um yes, really including the yeah the scanner pro for sure and yeah. uh a few others now look there will be other features that you know that that people will need that that will provide but that that scanning there was was very class it looked amazing um and how it just worked and being able to annotate the screenshots with the little the little kind of popover thing and all you know it's it's really geared towards someone who works with paper needs to not work with paper do you know what i mean mm. um and like i i do a lot of that stuff like i have to download forms print them scan them sign them send them you know like anything that that reduces that amount of workload is is amazing and yeah. you it's know, going to be quicker than I, any any device you reduce. Yeah, or any configuration of third-party apps, realistically, you know. Yeah, I guess them having access to all the hardware means that they just do it that much better, that much more stable and stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, I was saying there wasn't much update in the design for iOS. Uh, they do, they did allow, I don't know if you've seen it on like any of their first-party apps like Messages and Mail, they have this big block text on the left hand side now so instead of the nav bar with the title in the center they have the big title to the left of the screen and that's one line of code and you you can use it in your apps then so you can make your apps i guess look a bit more native to the new design but i, I think that's uh, about as far as they went yeah and that's kind of similar to again the new the wwdc app the uh, yes. apple music and and uh, apple news kind of aesthetic yeah, yeah. So that yeah, so that's included now. Uh they seem to have messed up the notification center. It's now part of the lock screen or something. And you can or, you can flick it back up, supposedly. You can and, uh, you can. Oh, okay. I okay. think it I think you can't flick it back up if you turn off the device. That's what I've seen on the iPad. If you flick it down, you can flick it back up. If you turn off the screen, turn it back on, then you can't flick it back up again. Which I guess ah, would okay. make sense. People on Twitter complaining about nothing. I, I could be wrong. I wouldn't, I'm not on an iPhone yeah. testing it, so yeah, yeah it might be different. So anything in that kind of iPad that we haven't covered? Um, I guess there's 120 hertz refresh, which is meant to be amazing. Uh, I heard it's just Oh, and fantastic. the adaptive refresh, yeah. And the adaptive refresh, yeah. So scrolling is faster. Uh, using the pen is smoother. It's meant to actually just be a great experience. Um, so it's all, I guess, this thing. 
whole lot for the second generation on screen no oled i guess but that would probably be too expensive <laughs> so dave you've been on the fence about kind of getting an ipad <laughs> for three episodes now. For, for three whole episodes <laughs> and another two that yeah. we threw out <laughs> yeah um so not only do we have all these huge os improvements but also new ipad hardware so like does this tip the balance here for you yeah, I'm going to go out and get a part-time job in the morning <laughs> and, and and buy one. I'm only half joking. Like, that's that's it. That's my, I, I think the, the 10 and a half is, is it and iOS 11. But I won't be in a rush to get it until iOS 11 actually comes out. So I have a few months to save. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to get it now and just draw an iOS 11 beta. <laughs> kind that's of. It. It's not bad. No. Um, But as you guys said, just sticking with the iOS stuff, there's like hundreds of small little things that I think we've slowly been finding out about and kind of cumulatively they're quite exciting when taken as a whole right so yeah you know like screenshots on the iPad as a random example nice little touch yeah very nice screen recording is good yes volume control no longer covers the middle of the screen I believe that's only for videos uh, I suppose uh, that's better than nothing. Better than nothing, yeah. Yeah, that's what you kind of do want it a lot more. Because um, at least most apps are smart enough that they've removed it anyway and put their own one in. Yeah, um, what do you guys think of the control center redesign? Hmm. I don't like that it's the whole screen. It's editable, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how I it's going to look on the smaller screens, though. Because what I really liked with control center was for adjusting the brightness. When you adjusted the brightness, it brought the content behind the slide up drawer up yes. to the brightness so that you could actually test it. And I know it's something small, but it's something that I used to actually use a lot because I I kind of trained the the auto brightness and you know it it's pretty good at, at learning, but if I'm just going in and messing about with it and then pulling this thing down again and then going back to check. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I suppose that's one thing, yeah, I'll miss. Baz, how did you feel this like, sort of pseudo force touch implementation on control center how how did you feel that worked because you you had it on the ipad it's okay it does this weird little animation um but it's it's just slower going back to that kind of input so Uh, what does it do instead is it kind of the pull down thing is it or no how does how does it work for people who haven't seen it like me like i guess what they do now is so at the moment if you swipe up um Seder is airplane mode, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and do not disturb. They group them into a square of four. And what if you kind of long press on that, that pops up and then there's more in there. So you might have the, uh, I'm not too sure, you might have a battery or something inside in there. So it shows only four and you can pop it out then to, you know, six, seven, whatever you have put in there. And it's uh, just long touch, basically. It's there's long no, touch. So yeah. it kind of... It gives you a second to cancel, I guess. There's a small animation. It kind of grows. I could be wrong. It kind of grows, shrinks, and then expands uh, to the middle of the screen. So, yeah, again, coming from 3D Touch constantly, it's it's a bit slower, but I don't think you'd be going in too often. I don't think you'd be expanding it out too often anyway. Like, I don't think you'd want to bring up the brightness control to a full screen toggle. The The small version of it is good enough, but just being able to get rid of stuff like calculator 
uh, would be great. Getting rid of the timer and stuff like that, replacing it with screen recording or uh, low battery, much better. And then not having to um, to swipe across for your music and swiping across from your home stuff would be cool because it is a bit of a pain. I think especially for, you know, novice users, it'll be easier to kind of get in and find their stuff. Um, Random question. Did any of the announcements at the keynote make would they in any way make you feel more positive about apple music because they really pushed it hard this year no no No. not at all okay zero like Like that as we will talk about at at a later time like the planet of the apps but that's nothing to do with music they're just using they're just using that as a i i because you told me this morning oh we'll talk about later but i went looking in the video store first for it and then yeah. I Google it and it's like, it's on Apple Music. And it's like, are you kidding me? And then I yeah. went in and it's like, sign up for a month subscription free. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, but like, if I think they've opened up some APIs to third party music apps, um, which will hopefully, if we do talk about the speaker later, that the speaker will be able to allow me to play Spotify music mm-hmm. like the Alexa does at the moment. Um, yeah. I that don't doesn't seem like them. what the API does at all, though. So that's yeah, that's, probably not. Yeah. I've yeah, wishful thinking, I guess. No, it's just to allow apps to to use the Apple Music content. So the sim to the way there's um they, like playlist apps in the App Store for Spotify that allow you know people at a party to add to playlists and stuff. You know those kind of that's yeah. that's what my my reading is. There, see, there was two it. things. There was that, and they did mention music apps, and they showed like a few other music apps together on four different phones and they look like you know proper just like Deezer or something like that um so i need to investigate that a bit more but hopefully there is something in there um yeah it's just some cool amount of shit <laughs> do we want to go into xcode or anything or do you want to stay in ios or do we what we I s- well i suppose do we want to get the the consumer stuff out of the way first before we dive into yeah. the the dev stuff biggest yeah. surprise for me iMac Pro. Yeah. Yeah, that thing's a beast. Like, holy crap. That's a and it's a good price, too. Yeah. Starting at uh, 5000 uh, 5, well, You know, comparatively assuming, speaking. Compar- yeah, yeah. Obviously, not an absolutely good price. But, um, and who knows what the hell is going to happen with exchange rates. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's that's definitely uh, reaffirms a, a commitment and uh, space gray. Do you think it would have been yeah. better? Oh, yeah, Space Gray is damn sexy. Do you think it would have been better for them to have a high tower kind of unit that you could go in and remove parts from? Or well, that'll parts? be the Pro. That'll be the Mac oh, Pro. Oh, sorry, the Mac Pro. When yes. it does come. So, you know, I definitely think that the iMac Pro is a kind of a stopgap solution before they, well, they get the modularity down. <laughs> but I also think for a, an awful lot of people, like, let's assume the Mac Pro continues to be crazy crazy expensive um imac pro lo- looks like it'd be a pretty good buy for an awful lot of people um you know at the kind of higher end like it's certainly an mm-hmm. ultimate developer's machine right that's uh, a bit verging on the overkill but you know i mean i mean if you were doing some kind of yeah high-end graphics or something or vr maybe or running your ui tests on eight different simulators at the yeah. same time maybe yeah <laughs> Speaking of just, I, I suppose that was the other surprising thing for me was Apple suddenly realized that VR existed. Yeah. Yeah. 
half-heartedly, I it's think. It's very much just... Um, I would assume that this is more coming from the Unreal Engine guys and Unity, who are Mac partners, that they kind of went to Apple and said, right, what's your VR strategy? And Apple were kind of like, our what? Um, yeah, and then they, yeah. they put some stuff together for them to, to make it easier. Um, you know, I don't think this is Apple leading the charge on VR or anything like that, but it does make it a hell of a lot easier for, uh, for uh, uh, you know, a more consistent VR experience, just mm-hmm. looking at the, the stuff that I've that I've looked at but again it's nothing it's all Mac based there's nothing iOS based there's no hint of Apple doing anything other than just a, a, an, a metal API or whatever to to deal with the the VR stuff you know so good first step and we'll see I think there might be some discount on the uh, Oculus uh, True Mac or something like this saw pop up today so I, oh. Is that not why if with this external GPU dev kit oh, that maybe. it includes uh, a voucher for uh for money off the head. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. Now that um, was the other huge thing for me, the external GPU without having to hack it together. Because I've been yes. looking at that I've been looking at that online going like I'm gonna make this MacBook Air fly. Uh, <laughs> but uh you know, it's it's great to have it as an officially supported part of the operating system. Definitely. Because it, yeah. it, it really makes the makes it a no brainer if you want to get a to get a laptop over uh a, a desktop but a an iMac or whatever for certain situations. If you want the, the portability, just get a GPU and yay. It would make for me even the getting the Mac twelve inch more desirable. I would love, you know, the smallness of it and then you know, if you're going to work in developing, just sticking in the GPU for a bit of extra, you know, bandwidth or something there. Mm. Yeah, kind of nice. that it's still that 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 won't be possible because of oh, the lack won't? of well, no Thunderbolt. Oh, oh yes, on the little MacBook. It's, it's only the iMac. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, like just in general, uh, it seems like they've kind of accepted that like graphics cards exist right like this is this is a tacit admission that they were completely heading in the wrong direction the last two years mm-hmm. i think and this is like what can we do guys um you know i i think there's there's a lot of signals embedded in this from the mac pro to the external gpu to the multitasking to the the potential mac pro that's coming out in the future there's pretty much a signal that says, okay, we got it. We got it, guys. Um, <laughs> we got the message. And uh, stop stop moving, to, stop buying surfaces. The whole conference felt a bit like we got the message, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pieces. yeah. Which um, is great, right? Like, it's good that they're getting things wrong as long as they realize it, right? And reverse course when necessary. Yeah. That's yeah. Long, yeah. As long as they can steer the ship before the... Uh, whatever the rest of the analogy would make sense is. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have um, anything to say about macOS? The name um, is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh my e- god. Every year, every year they've done the little drug motif. They were, remember yeah. they were calling it OS Ten Weed or Mac, you know. Um, and then he was like, "Hi Sierra," and I was like, "Yeah, next slide." Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> I think the the new file system is it sounds anyway amazing. Um, you know, instantly copying stuff faster 
I guess, you know, finding of stuff, more compressions. They put in kind of just little tweaks here and there, like their new uh, image compression and stuff. I guess that goes across to the phones as well. But I, I don't know, a, sli- a slight bump in it is fine for me. Yeah, because they said they weren't going to change much. So, you know, I mean, that's... yeah. And I mean, it's the same as, you know, leopard, snow leopards and lion, mountain lion. You know, it's just that, you know, one and a half rather than one to two. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh. All 64-bit? All 64-bit, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, a lot of old Macs falling off the the cliff there, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Um, but, yeah. Uh, same bad. on same on iPhone then, yeah. Sorry, yeah, you just talk, you're talking the, about both there, yeah. Oh, well, specifically, yeah, well, specifically Mac OS, yeah, but we lose the 5, 5C yeah. uh, uh, this year t- now. A little tip. Oh, God, do I have it here? If you go... Into your settings app, um, general about applications, you can then see a list of all your 32-bit apps that are going to disappear soon. Um, right. So, is this on ten or eleven? It's on ten at the moment. Oh, so I can see a list of seven apps that are going to be gone. Only one of them I care about, a tuner app. But yeah, if you want to kind of go in and see, maybe there's a game in there you haven't played it. Mm. Maybe you go in and you finish it now before it's gone in September. Right. Uh, Just w- while you mentioned the tuner app, as Apple actually mm-hmm. released a an app there called uh, Music Memos. Yes, yes, I downloaded it before, but it has a tuner. You're kidding me! A really nice tuner. Yeah, it's a really lovely app, and it it auto detects that you're playing music. It records it. It'll play it back with uh, drum and bass if you're just messing around with recording song ideas and stuff. Um, wow. It's kind of the music equivalent of clips, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, built-in tuner, and it's class. Cool, because I needed someone to tell me, you know, give me a description about it, a real-world one. That's my evening now. Um, yep. We're playing with that. Um, one thing, just because we, I know we're, this is, there is so much that this episode, I guess, would be fragmented. We probably, you know, we forgot different things, but there was AR, just to go back to the VR, they announced an AR kit, um, which completely destroyed a company that was in the planet of the apps, uh, planet of the apps, but it's cool. The ideas that I had, I guess, for how I could use it and work probably won't happen. It's a very surface-based um ar tracking so it uses you know a table or a floor or a room uh i would have loved if they integrated markers um or even positional gps tracking that i could hold the phone up in a street and you know i'm I'm in tourist somewhere and i can hold it up and kind of go okay the place i want to go is that direction you know i spin around my phone other apps have probably done it already but that i would like to do something like that for work that we can hold up something and, you know, we'd put stuff out in fields a lot for farmers. So I'd like a farmer to be able to go out in his field and a sensor is in the ground and he can kind of go, OK, yeah, it's in this direction and I'm standing on top of it now. And then he can look down and it can give him a visual indicator of where it is. It's kind of like if you lost something, like you lost your keys, um, last known position and stuff like that. But they don't have that, but hopefully they will in a new version. What did you, yeah. you guys think of the tech demo that they did of AR kit. It was cool. Very yeah. nice as a tech demo, like completely yeah. like completely pointless in and of itself, but beautiful. Um, yeah. I think it's been tried before that people want to do tabletop gaming like that using phones, but like 
people don't want to hold their phone up that long <laughs> why not just sit you want to if you're gaming you probably want to be relaxed and sitting down in front of your tv I guess it'll, it'll be interesting to see how usable uh, and useful this will be in practice, right? Because all we've kind of seen is a demo and a kind of short summary of... Yeah, what, what as I the- said, IKEA are going to be all over this. Hmm. Um, yeah, well, they already have their solution. Yeah, I just maybe it makes it a bit more stable or something. I don't know how good IKEA's one is, but Apple's one yeah. looks pretty rock solid. Um. Back to the Mac for a sec. Were you s- surprised by how many of the Mac laptops got an update? It seems quick, right? Even the Air got an update. Did it? Yeah, it got a speed bump. Oh, um, not surprised. It's cool. I guess the rumors were they were always, they delayed the previous Macs, I guess, because they didn't have the uh, the processor. Is it KB Lake? KB Lake? KB? KB, sure. We'll go with KB. KB, yeah. Um <laughs> And I guess now that they do have access to them, they're I guess just put them in now. You know, that's so. it. There was very much, uh, even when they were releasing the last ones, everyone was kind of uh, saying that they just had to get on with it and release it and not be waiting around for Intel. Yeah, um, I don't actually know how long. Maybe it's been a year since the last update. It doesn't feel that long. Um, yeah, I suppose it it's like real- realistically months. it's only about six months since I've seen people actually having them around the place, and you know, yeah. So it's it's quick, but, you know, whatever, they did it. Um, I, I kind of prefer the quick over what we've had um, yeah. other years, you know. Yeah, and I'd, I, I guess I'd feel, you always kind of have that uh, anxiety, I guess, buying a new Mac that they always will release a new one. If they had kind of a more regular cycle, you wouldn't feel so bad because you know that you got the last six months one rather than you just bought one that's five years old and then the brand new ones came out. So mm. hopefully it's a new kind of thing that they do kind of more regular updates. I guess it's like the cars in Ireland, you know, now that we have the double reg, two regs a year, people don't just don't buy them at the start of the year. They'll spread them out through the year. There's two buying seasons. <laughs> so that's kind of the Mac. Um, we anything to say about the watch? Nothing nope. to say about TV, I guess. No, TV and watch, eh. There's a TV remote in Control Center on iOS. Ah, nice. Which is kind of cool. So you can just get it straight away from your um, Control Center. Lock screen even, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I'd say so, able. yeah. Yeah. Uh, to watch the speakers. Aha. Uh-huh. Damn sexy. I felt sorry for them demoing the HomePod. Yeah. Because it's ultimately really an undemoable feature. Well, what they were selling it on was sound quality mm-hmm. and mm. that's a difficult sell to sort of d- yeah describe it's kind of like the stage. the 120 hertz refresh you kind of can't demo that but you've a whole lot of other things to demo but then if it is it was just the sound and the kind of true siri in then at the end yeah it seems very much that it's not a competitor to alexa or google home no at no. all which i think was a good idea because i think while we were all I guess concerned about was that they were going to release something and it was going to try and compete directly with the Amazon yoke and they'd failed because Siri isn't good enough. Yeah, I guess they, they're better at the music and the sound and stuff like that. That musicologist thing seemed a bit of a uh, yeah a non-feature. I mean, even if I just tell Alexa to play whatever, she'll just find someone's playlist with that name and play it and that's good, that's good yeah. enough for me. Like, Do you... 
price-wise, they're probably a bit expensive. Ridiculous, yeah. Now that they have um, the multi-room support, finally, Thomas, you gave out a bit of a little, a gleeful kind of finally. Uh, yeah, so we've had, I mentioned it in a previous podcast, whenever Apple introduced multi-room AirPlay on Macs that are fractionally as fast as today's iOS devices, yet we've been waiting 10 years for multi-room AirPlay and they finally did it. So, um, but what concerns me is the list of partners they listed were all speaker makers. And if I don't get a HomePod, I, I don't want a smart speaker. I want to do it like TVs where you, you, anything you buy that's analog, you want as dumb as possible with as little electronics as possible. And you want to plug a smart, small, cheap box into it so i guess it's probably not realistic to expect that they'd upgrade the firmware on the airport express so my concern is we'll have multi-room airplay but no little cheap dongle to actually yeah well they did say that the apple tv was the first uh, airplay 2 device or the yeah the apple tv for whatever um so i know that's not exactly uh yeah yeah, no, it, it's it's like not exactly the same thing. I like, yeah, I just want what what did Google call the Chromecast audio? Is that what it's called, Chromecast audio? Yeah, that's what I want. Yep, something like that. Like, it's yeah. going to be Apple, so it's not going to be cheap. But I'll pay a little bit of money. I just don't want to pay like you know HomePod three fifty US. That means it'll be four fifty five hundred euros. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. And they tease it sounds even better with two. I'd say there's some pairing going on between them, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is in the category of stuff that Apple tends to do well. And charge well, yeah. I I think the sound quality will be amazing. And I think for some people, that alone will be enough. Like, just, like, this is the best your music will sound without spending a grand. Yeah. I mean... Speakers are one of the obvious smart home things that people would want, you know, rather than like a smart kettle or a smart toaster. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I presume neither of you guys are interested in this, though. Um, Like I have my Sonos bar and I like it a lot. I mean, it's 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 amazing. So if if do you know if I had the money lying around? Yeah, yeah. I'd definitely buy a load of them. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't not buy it. In you know, as in like just it's again. It's just the 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 price to benefit ratio. Like they were giving out about the the uh, Alexa speaker, and it's pretty good for a speaker I have in my kitchen. Yeah, like exactly. You know. I love using it in my kitchen. Yeah. Just yeah. It's fantastic have, for that. I have a sound bar that takes Bluetooth in the sitting room and I have my Echo Dot and I just go, hey, connect to my speaker and play Spotify as two separate commands, obviously, because it doesn't understand conjunctions. Um, and it works and it's fantastic. I don't need, and that, that has the, the subwoofer, it has stereo sound, you know, and yeah. that whole setup, including two elect, uh, an, an Alexa, an Echo Dot and a Bluetooth sound bar was still less than the price of one uh, HomePod. And uh, yeah, if you're in your kitchen anyway, you're going to be making food and making noise. So that's it. It's going to be over the sound of your cooking. 
Also, we wear headphones for lots of the day, so our hearing is probably shot anyway, so maybe we just can't <laughs> tell the difference. I mm. like bass, though, you know? So good bass is always good. I think the bass on that would probably be better, but... They did a lot of work on the App Store app. Huge amount, yeah. Yeah. And Looks really good. As developers, this feels good news for us and for our ecosystem and hopefully really good news for indies right hopefully how so for indies i guess if so a there's more curation b you guys are into developing games there's a whole new gaming tab on it presumably I don't what I, d- I still think it's going to be the same people that are on it the same kind of free-to-play crap yeah, it's just going to be bigger icons on it. Well, that's it. Like, I can see seven apps on the home screen now. And the new one shows me, like, what, one? Yeah, that's it. And it is like, okay, this is our darling child of a game. Which, by the way, Monument Valley 2 is awesome. I completed it already. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be that. It's going to be, oh, Pokemon Go is out. Mario Go is out. Um you know, the new Clash of Clans game is out. That's going to be there. And while they might continue having their indie showcase, these are the indie games that were always in the top 10 or did a stint in the top 10. I don't believe that as a developer of games, as an indie developer, a small developer, that I it will improve my chances on the App Store at all. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe there's cause to be optimistic. Maybe I'm just being completely naive yeah, about this. I do this. like your optimism. Time will tell, realistically. It's definitely going to change between now and release. They always do with these these kind of refinements. Um, I guess I'm just looking at the Apple Design Awards, I suppose. And some of those are made by small developers, right? Um, so Severed there was made by... Guys that did Guacamelee, so they had a good track record. Oh Man's Journey, which is fantastic. Um, I guess that's cross-platform. Uh, I don't know anything about... Oh, that Black Box game, that was huge for a while. <laughs> and that's one guy, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so... There is a certain aesthetic to them, though. Like, I mean, there is... You you know playing a game, this could definitely be an Apple Design Award winner. Like, there's no... So it's almost... It's specifically not mainstream. It's kind of a little bit... I, I could I could, I could could train a neural network to pick the WWDC, <laughs> to, to pick the Apple Award winners. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's gas. But I have to admit, like, fair play to the server guys, because originally they just released that on the, the Vita. Um, that was the only platform it was on. I don't know how well it's sold there. So hopefully... They do get some extra sales on <clears throat> iOS because of this, because their games are good. Severed is fun. So yeah, developer stuff. Developers, developers. Yeah. So yeah, again, they didn't talk about Xcode. They did, did they? Or is that in the State of the Union they talked about? It's all a blur to me anyway. Yeah. Um, Xcode this year is probably going to be the best version of Xcode and... I hate the fact that I can't really use it until it's out of beta. And I don't mm. remember ever thinking that about a previous version of Xcode. No. Like, it's not that there have never been improvements. There have been, and, and occasionally you go, oh, that would be nice. But this mm-hmm. is like, oh my God, they've fixed stuff, they've improved stuff. Yeah. Faster scrolling, 
are always smooth scrolling, uh, refactoring. Uh, I don't know if storyboards open quicker, but hopefully they do. (laughs) (laughs) But they put, like, they talked about, like, rewriting stuff, right? Like, this is great. They rewrote it on Swift or the the refactoring anyway. They've also open sourced some of their, oh, I don't know how to describe it. They're kind of like plugins to, I guess it's their refactoring tool. Because you can do lots of other clever stuff, and I think they've open sourced that. I think there's just there's a huge amount of small little things in it. You can run apps without being connected to the phone through a physical wire um, over your local network. You can run multiple simulators at the same time, which is really cool. So just and run tests in them at the same time. Yeah. One thing I have heard already is they did get rid of top and bottom layout constraints. So all your storyboards would probably be have have to be updated to use whatever they replace that with. Hmm. So that might be I don't know. Oh, one of the cool things is um tips or sorry, uh f- fix its for okay, I'm on iOS 11 and I'm using uh, a deprecated iOS 9 delegate method or something. It will give you the code for what you should be changing it to. Like UI alert view, you can't use that anymore. So whatever alert view controller it will give you the code for that uh i believe so when any of you get those yellow warnings you can just tap on them you don't need to ignore them <laughs> it'll do the code for you or give you a suggestion anyway they clearly worked hard on it this year i feel mm. um yeah and it needed it with swift especially you know yeah impressed with a lot of the static analysis tools as well um I, I I can't remember what they called them, but the icon was like the the bubble, the soap, the the <laughs> Kai Photo soap is now in my head. It's not it's not that, but you know, like it would it would tell you about you know um dividing uh, unsigned integers and stuff like that, and all the potential errors that you could get. Um, okay. you know, so just very good uh, static analysis, which is which is very badly needed. The editor itself. Um, Baz, you mentioned a few of them there, but mm. there is some really nice uh, features in it in terms of like the the code indentation highlighting. Yeah. Um, you know, hold down command, and you can actually see the structures of the code, so it'll actually group the the opening brace with the closing brace with a line down the side, um, which is very nice. <laughs> I love the way your man opened it. The file at the start and said a ten thousand line, uh, ten thousand lines of code. I was like, oh god, <laughs> just might, one, just one view controller. He, he must be. Uh, he must have just learned iOS development. <laughs> we talked about AR kit. What about machine learning, horse detection available to all? <laughs> the Apple have democratized horse <laughs> detection. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I'd be interested to see the the power of it i like that it's on device you know just makes it easy it's nothing that you technically couldn't do before um but it allows you to import models convert the models to run on the device and uh very interesting because they showed as well the uh under the was it under the machine learning or the vision thing you can with the the camera you can have it recognize objects that you've trained it before uh, as well now um 
So if you have an app and you need to recognize an object, you can train it on a bunch of objects and then have it recognize them. Oh, that would work good with ARKit then for you know possibly, tracking. but you might you mightn't have the you might now it'll just tell you if it's on screen and at what position, but you mightn't necessarily have the the position the in the the depth. But yeah, a lot of very interesting things that could um that that could uh pan out very nicely. And I think with the the ML kit, um we saw in Google I.O. there recently as well that it they um they announced that they're the, pretty much the exact same thing, Google's version of it with, with TensorFlow, and that they'll be adding hardware specifically to that on their devices. Do you get the sense, like, I think that the WWDC this year was better than Google I.O. in terms of more announcements. Um, oh, big time, yeah. But maybe that's that hasn't always been the case, and it does feel like a year where Apple feel like they're competing, seriously. You know, this wasn't a sort of a meh year this really was like across the board there was something there that they kind of worked hard on they'd done something sensible it's great um random one what about this new image format and video format which i thought the image format was proprietary but it's not it's basically the image part of h265 oh okay so so it's not apple's own one no, it's right. it's MPEG. No, I don't know if it's kind of patent encumbered, but I guess it's it's as open as H two six four is. Slightly newer patents, I guess. I think this is one of the benefits of Apple having the wall garden, though, because we're not going to notice. Yeah, exactly. Like I imagine, if you drag and drop from photos into, say, WhatsApp to send a photo to someone. Yep. It would just convert it to JPEG or something anyway. It would reformat it. Yeah, it already recompresses video when you export it to things like that in line, like, you know, it just says mm-hmm. exporting, you know. So I think it's it's just interesting to see that it's actually, they're taking that that approach and it won't break anything. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I go to the camera roll and I load my image, I'll still just get an NS image. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. When you think about the the big changes that they can make like this without having to potentially again this is assuming it works as as described um you know it's it's gonna save developers a lot of hassle and save me a lot of space on my phone that's kind of cool. The other thing was the video support h g six five um they basically that's gonna be hardware supported on some of the older Macs, which is nice. I think only the last year or two, but still, it's nice that they're they're backfilling hardware support for a new codec. I guess that's cool. So um, NFC, yeah, just about NFC. to talk about it. It seems like it's just for reading at the moment. Just for reading, quite limited tags. It's the one I've had a look at. I suppose I have a slight professional interest. Um, I read that it's only on 7 because the chip that was in 6 wasn't powerful enough to activate an NFC tag but it would it was powerful enough to work with a, a point of sale system 
So the the new chip that's in the seven, I guess, has a bit more power going to it. Yeah, because the type know. of tags they support are called vicinity tags and not proximity. So they're supposed to work up into a meter, I think, or okay. thirty centimeters okay. or something. So the phone has to be powerful enough to in- induce the signal from a eh, reasonable difference. NFC is confusing, man. There's like a million different standards and I don't understand anything. Yeah. Yeah. On top of RFID as well. Yeah. And sometimes the two things are the same thing and other times they're not. (laughs) Yeah. So does this mean you you still can't top up your travel cards then with it? Uh, It's really early days and the documentation is super, super sketchy. But my initial thoughts is people are thinking it's going to be x and it's not quite going to be x i don't think it's gonna replace your leap card or your oyster card but i could be wrong seems to me like it's uh if nfc were i beacons right yes yeah <laughs> so that's it's it's the exact same functionality but with nfc instead of bluetooth yeah yeah that's a good way of putting it and, and i think um, beacons is a good example because like beacons isn't a propriety standard in and of itself but it's a very specific implementation um that isn't sort of very widely supported or used yeah. um i think i'll put it this way if like um smart cards like travel cards and stuff especially in europe and asia is so widely used that if there really was a consumer story of hey you know you can on the tube you can now pay with your phone they would have talked about that in some shape or form so yeah they'd probably make them all support some weird apple pay nfc extension that they'll that they'll create I'd imagine because, and then they'll have to force the 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 leap card people or whoever the the oyster card people to implement it at their terminals. I think that's the way Apple will go. With yeah, it, and which they won't. To, and so, yeah. Um, speaking of Apple Pay, we can now send each other money. That is super handy. Is that for every country? Asterisk, that's what asterisk, I want to know. Asterisk. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, probably. Where it's, we, we, I guess we go for lunch a good bit and work. And, you know, if there's five people, it's five people going up to the cash register and paying. One person could go up and just tap their phone and everyone else threw the money at them. I thought the idea of it going on to the gift card is clever because it allows them to just process the fees once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it takes it off my card, puts it onto the gift card. They can spend it through Apple Pay and not have to double pay the the um the the fee or whatever but then i'd imagine that if you do transfer it to your bank account or put it back on your card you'll get charged some nominal amount to cover the it's one thing apple seemed to be doing a fairly good job of since they released apple pay is basically interacting with a large existing technologically conservative ecosystem and putting their own effective layer on top of it in a way that's transparent to the consumer so if they get this right where you know, it goes in your car, someone pays you with Apple Pay, it goes in your card and you can easily transfer it back into your bank account. That's a huge win and something a lot of companies have been trying very hard to do for a very long time without that much success. Yeah, because even like I have a few friends now that we, we PayPal each other um, for for like tickets or whatever. Like, And, you know, it's up to 
is it 50 cent a euro or whatever taken off it and then it's paypal and it's only you know it's Mm -hmm. it's just not as integrated into my life as something like apple pay would be if i was if i if my bank supported apple pay um as integrated into my life as, as it would be because i assume it goes onto your apple pay card i walk up to a terminal i make a transaction and it will take it off the apple pay card uh gift card or whatever they called it um and then it'll take it off my credit card if needs be so you can you know it's it's there it's easily spendable if you're the type of person who uses apple pay and that's that's fantastic yeah so that was a cool nice little thing Ooh, and message things jesus so much stuff i keep thinking of stuff i want to talk to you about yeah so i message think that's going to be great yeah i you, yeah, oh. I, I just never had a problem with My it. My messages are all messed up. You keep removing yourself and adding yourself as different things, though, so it, that should work, I keep though, starting theoretically. New jobs I suppose I can't blame you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I suppose. <laughs> what I find annoying is you guys will text me and I'll get a push notification about it. I'll go into messages and it's not there. Uh, that happens for every conversation with me. That's That's around... That's for everything. Okay. Um, I guess, um, like I literally there got the the notification on the lock screen. I unlocked mm-hmm. it, and the message isn't there anymore. Like you know, um, so whatever problem that is, I really wanted to go away. Um, and like I've written a messaging app before. I kind of understand it a little bit, but yeah but the device has received it's received the message like it showed it to me i saw it with my own eyes i opened my at my conversation See, and it's not there that's a push notification so the push notification could have like 2k worth of data in it so that is just the push notification message the phone still needs to go off and fetch that message then itself but i'd imagine that iMessage is smarter than that though come on probably yeah probably there's no way that it's there's there's no way it's sending a push notification and the message when the push notification for me at least contains the message. Like I know you've the text preview turned off on yours. Um you know, and it just says new text or new message, but mine actually gives me the text of the message. But and who that's it's from. That's in the payload what, though of the push notification. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> it's there it's, 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 it's on it's, my device I saw it with my own eyes yes but it's only payload of the push notification it's not the the messages app going away and actually pulling that message from somewhere in the server I, I that's how Look, other apps if, work I don't know how iMessage works yeah so. if you're if you're Apple that's no excuse you know? right, yes, if you're yes, if you're a yeah. third if you're a third party that's fine and it's understandable if you're Apple it's a disgrace mm-hmm. it is anyway they're kind of fixing it we're fixing a bit of it Jury's out. <laughs> um, they still slightly care about messaging apps. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a good thing that they put them down the bottom, that people will use them more. I will it's a good it thing that China is obsessed with them. Yeah. I think there's a few things for China. NFC, QR codes, and oh, yeah. is there more prominence of these. Oh, yeah, code reader in the camera app now? Yeah, because... WeChat uses a lot of QR codes for um, people who pay money. You can go up to like vendors and scan their QR code and send the money through WeChat. I think a lot of stuff in China uses QR codes. There's a few things that they do for China every year, I think. Yeah, it certainly feels like it's becoming more and more uh, an important market, right? Uh, Translate, Siri Translate. That does Chinese as well. Just pity you're not going to have a data package when you're away. Ah. 
<laughs> so any any disappointments, guys? We can't we can't have a whole episode not giving out about something. Um I guess no no larger UI update to iOS. You wanted a kind of new look and feel? You a bit bored? A bit bored. There is a dark mode in the app, kind of. Um, it's rather than an invert color that they had in 10. There's a video online of a dark mode in the app. They can kind of get to, does some things. Um, it inverts like all the white colors, but it doesn't invert non-white colors, I guess. So there is that. So there is kind of hints, I guess, towards it, but... Ah, uh, generally pretty happy. I, I'm happy as a developer, definitely. And they finally now made me want an iPad. So, you know, I'm not too pissed off that the speaker costs too much money. Because I want one. <laughs> one minor thing. Um, like, I would have liked to have seen something to do with the Apple TV that wasn't that. Oh, Amazon Prime Video. Congratulations. Welcome to 2009, like, or whatever. You know, yeah, do you think it's about um, time for 4K even? Something like, I mean, I'm disappointed. Now, now I know September, October event is traditionally the Apple TV event. So whatever. Um, Amazon it'll Prime. Be, yeah, and I gar- I'm just wondering now, will it even come up on the Irish App Store? Probably not. Know? And it's, it's not even you know? worth looking at on the Irish App Store. Or the Irish yeah. version of it. I don't know. At this stage, I feel... I mean, the Apple TV is pretty bad, and they shouldn't have messed up the remote. But I think about the watch and think like, meh, the watch is just going to be a small product. And that's fine. Not everything has to be a big, exciting platform. And the TV, maybe even more so. And it still costs, what, only €150. Not, by Apple standards, not an expensive product. They clearly can't get the content deals to work. Um, like in a way, if they'd spent 20 minutes talking about all the amazing improvements to tvOS, I'd be kind of feel a bit cheated because I'm like, no, nobody really cares about TV. Wouldn't like, weren't you working on sort of stuff that'll be useful rather than, so I don't know. Like, I agree, yeah, I agree TV has been a disappointment, but maybe that's just the way it's going to be. It's just to take the, my problems that are so basic. I won't go into it, like, but my problems that are so basic that I'm not talking about big updates. You know, I'm just talking about, you know, the search button. Not since we can only search iTunes. That if you're in an app and you press search, that maybe it just does nothing. You know, or you know, you go to press the the dictate button and it it takes you back. A load of apps now. When I press the menu button, um, to go back it now takes me out of the app. And if I go back in and hit the menu button, then it takes me back. So there's just a load of annoyances that need to be fixed that are small. I'm not talking about a big overhaul. It's perfectly functional. I go into Netflix, I can play Netflix. I go into YouTube, I can play YouTube. I don't really want more than that. Um, but I just want it to work. Phased releases is something that I was really um, surprised to see, actually. Mm. So you can slowly release your app over over a period of time so that it doesn't put a, a heavy load on the infrastructure. And I think it's interesting because that's that's something that has possibly no benefit to Apple at all. No. I remember having um, to implement it in apps before, you know, that you could turn it on for certain people and stuff. 
Or only release in Canada. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> All the video games would only release it in Canada first. Yeah. And see how things went. And everyone would be like, I need to create a Canadian App Store account to get all the latest games. Um, now it's New Zealand, I think. Phased re- releases, I think, is a really good example to pick on because it's, I feel, symptomatic of what this year's WWC was about. Uh, developer focus, doing small, sensible things that in general, will just make people's lives easier. Like, do you know, I think that kind of sums up a lot of the stuff we've seen. Sensible stuff. That's what we want. But I want some super cool shit in the next event. <laughs> sensible keep stuff the analysts at bay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, will we do uh, what's making us happy? I'll go first, sure, since I've been happy about this for... <laughs> <laughs> for a very long very long time um and it is uh, a game called word flash by stephen coyle and it's a nice uh memory game uh shows you uh sequences of words and then you have to, you have to choose which word you didn't see and it's a lot harder than it sounds but uh check it out definitely um very interesting very worth uh very worthwhile downloading yeah, it's a fun game. I think we're matched, Dave, for our best scores. Oh, yeah, that's the the yeah, yeah the cognitive decline. We're equal in our cognitive. Uh, uh, yeah, decline. what what is it? Do you think about Irish iOS devs and word games? Like it's a bit of a coincidence, no? The two of us, three of us, I guess, have made a word game. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, people should definitely buy this because, you know, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I think it's free and possibly Pay to some... remove ads. Yeah. And uh, uh, Stephen Coyle also uh, published an article recently about his yes. App Store earnings and his tactics for the uh, strategies for in-app purchase and charging and stuff like that. So well worth the read. I'm going to give a quick one. Uh, two games. Uh, Old Man's Journey. I think it's called Which Won an Apple Award. Really, really fun, really relaxing bit of an emotional story going on in it and monument monument valley too which just steps up i guess um more on the previous game not too difficult you might get stuck once or twice uh, i wish it was longer but again really fantastic game kind of hurts your brain at times and some nice i guess little sweet interactions between the characters as well in that game uh kind of makes you go oh the first time <laughs> Yeah, so they're worth downloading. They're more premium, I guess, for the App Store. It costs about a five for each, but um, worth it anyway. Thomas? Cool. Uh, my one also, a quick one. Um, kind of thanks to Dave. Uh, so, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band has been remastered. It's on Apple Music mm-hmm. and Spotify, if you have no taste. And... Um, yeah, finally a stereo mix done by George Martin's son, I think. Um, oh, wow. Yep. So no longer the two channels in right here and two channels in the left here. Um, yeah. And he was also involved in the 2009 remasters with with his father. Like, ah. So he, 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 knows, he knows what he's doing. So, um, yeah, great to and hear. And it's number three in the top 50 Billboard charts in the States. Oh, wow. Wow. That's because only old people buy albums anymore. I think uh, Spotify, uh, definitely in the UK, Spotify listens count towards 
charts um, positioning. So I don't know if it's the same in the States, but it could be. Must be at this stage. I just assumed that people like Justin Bieber wouldn't be number one if they relied on actual physical album sales. 